up? This is Samuel Banna from Lost Society, and you are watching and listening to Interview Under Fire. Let's go! All right, everyone. I hope you all around the world are having a great weekend out there. Your beloved host here in Sunny. As always, today I have the honor of speaking with an immensely talented frontman in Sammy Albana. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Uh, it's an honor, man. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Bro, we are finally here, right? An exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at Lost Society with the drop of your latest album, If the Sky Came Down, uh, dropped yesterday. October 7th on Nuclear Blast. Uh, Sammy, so many uh, great releases this year. And you guys just, I feel like you you added on to that. I mean, I do want to kick things off by commending you on this album drop and all the welders of recognition you guys have been getting so far. It's It really is only up from here. I mean, fifth studio album cemented into this band's impressive catalog. There's a lot to unpack, right, about this headbanger of a record and what you are all about. Before we get to all that, let me ask. It's an important question, right? Because that's like the one thing I didn't even ask you, even when we did our pre-interview, all that stuff, breaking the ice. How are you, man? <laughs> that's honestly, <laughs> uh, honestly, well, first of all, thank you, by the way, for 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 all your kind words. And it's great to be here. And honestly, it feels unreal. I mean, for for loads of reasons, mostly because we literally uh, a couple of days ago, we came off of a five week tour followed by yes. three days of rehearsals and now the record's out and I've been doing a bunch of press and honestly I've listened to the record probably like three or four times today again because I fucking love the record so honestly I feel incredible because it's finally out and it does feel unbelievable to read all of the feedback and hear all the all the feedback from around the world I think people really kind of understood what we were doing with this record and it, it just it, it, it just warms the heart to read that people really love it as much as we do. So uh, I'm doing really good at the moment. Thank you. Isn't it interesting when you ask a question like, how are you? It's like back, back in the day, which was pre-pandemic, right? We have to say that now. Mm. That's like in our system. It's like, how's your day been? Now it's like, how's your year been? You know, yeah. because that, <laughs> you know, that, that is an important thing. I know, I know, bro, I'm like, I'm catching, I'm catching you right now. And in, in between a couple of exciting touring cycles, like you mentioned, you guys, I'm going to mention this because you guys just finished up with Blind Channel. You guys played a Hell few yeah. festivals in there before you head back out again with uh, Cryptic Hatred, if I'm not mistaken. Dude, yeah. I mean, I'm drinking coffee, but cheers, man, from Starbucks. <laughs> have, oh, I mean, cheers. But honestly, I mean, this is just, it's, it's been unbelievable because I feel like um, since we played the first show this year, which was, I believe it was in uh, early May this year, Every single show has felt just better than ever before because, I mean, I feel like it's something that everyone understands, obviously, that after after something happened that no one thought would ever be possible, which was that live music would just be taken away from you because right. no one expected that to happen. So I feel like now that everyone realizes how fragile this whole kind of business and this whole lifestyle is, everyone's appreciating the situation more than they ever have before. And I think that that's why every club show and every festival show we did this year, it's just being better than ever because it's like, first of all, you see so little of any kinds of weird bullshit in the crowd. It's like everyone's getting along. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone's singing their lungs out. You see so many less cell phones at shows, which is unbelievable. And it's just like the atmosphere is there. The atmosphere is better than ever. And we're so fucking ready. It's like the bands and the crowd is as hungry to just get this whole thing moving again. 
I feel like having the album drop in the midst of all this makes it even more exciting. I feel like, you know, it does. And, and, you know, for us, especially because we dropped the the previous record just before all of it began. No so absolution. Like Great record, by yeah, the way. Exactly. If anyone doesn't know oh, yet, thank you. go pick that up. <laughs> thank you. Shout, yeah. Shout out. No absolution. But for me, I mean, it feels like essentially we're touring two records at the same time now, which is really cool because I feel like, you know, it was very important to all of us that um and we've always said to everyone that even if we knew what was going to be happening we wouldn't have pushed the the album release by even a month because i feel like with all the miserable times that everyone had just locked up at home we were able to provide people with at least a little bit of kind of ease to their lives and everyone was like oh thank you for uh, for releasing this i've been listening to this for six months or whatever when i haven't been able to work or whatever and honestly, now it feels like people know those songs and now we have the new record also. So it's like we're touring two records at the same time. And, you know, we get to do uh, a brand new set list every night and everyone's just really excited to hear so much new music. Did you ever get that sense of an album didn't feel finished until you get a chance to present it to the fans? Dropping an oh, album. But then, you know, I, I, I like asking a question like that because, I mean, of course, some some artists tell me no, some of them say yes, but. Bro, we love heavy metal because of the live presence on stage, the the way you 100%. get to interact with the fans. But so I would say the answer is yes, right? Because you didn't get hundred percent just 100%. having that stored up energy inside of no absolution. Okay, now let's let it out. So <laughs> it's a hundred percent, and especially for this genre of, of music, I feel like because. Because like us also, we've always been a live band. Like we love creating new music. We love being in the studio, but yeah. we love playing live music. And, um, you know, for me, it's kind of like the the whole cycle of, of creating something, creating art is basically that first you have an idea, then you put it to music, then you record it, then you release it. And finally you sing it with, with you know, one person or a million people live. And I feel like that's the, it's the place where you feel that kind of, um, you feel the closure and you're able to kind of also put your mind towards the next thing that you're going to be able yeah. to do. Like, you also so get a release from all this as well. Sorry. I mean, interrupt yeah, you, but, no, I mean, yeah. you're, no, fully, fully. So, and you know, cause like for us now it's been crazy because it's, it's been over a year since we started recording if the sky came down. So, I mean, it's felt like an eternity, but now it's out. And now that we get to play the whole record live also, I feel like now I'm also going to be able to kind of, transition my head from that era of my life into what's going to be happening next which i don't know what it is but i'm really excited about it and uh, for people who don't know you guys just finished up i mean vakin brutal assault bloodstock tusca i mean jesus christ man like it's it's really exciting times i'm, I'm hoping you're getting the chance to take all this in i know you guys are kind of at like a breakneck pace right now but it, i mean but you know for me i mean it's the thing that i've always said like it, I, I could never feel too stressed out about working super hard within the music field because this is what I've literally always dreamt of. And, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I mean, the band is fucking lucky and we're all lucky about the fact that I love doing press. I love doing social media. I love playing shows. I love doing this and that. And all of us love touring. So we're actually like, we're a dream to work with because we are those kinds of people that you can just push us to do anything. And we're not going to say no, we're going to be like, yes, fuck yes, let's go. And so and honestly, especially after the two years that we were literally not able to do anything, we're pretty happy now. How's Red Wolf? <laughs> Red Wolf's doing actually a right. I think there's some demos for a second record, but luckily because that whole project also was born out of uh, out of the fact that no one was able to tour with their own 
uh, with their own band. So, you know, it's yeah. on hiatus until, you know, until the world shuts down again, which I Sammy has another band, happen. guys. It's called Red Wolf. Please check him out. Um, it, I, I have heard some stuff. It's, it's, dude, I'm just saying, man. It's, I mean, you don't, may don't know what's in the future, but you got a lot of things lining up for you. You know, uh, Sammy, real quick, you know, aside from the music, uh, the thing about me, you know, I'm always intrigued to hear about, you know, other aspects of an artist's life that potentially feed into their creativity and personality. You know, I know you dropped an album in 2020, no absolution, staying busy during the pandemic, right? I felt like that was an important thing. I mean, I remember when it first hit two and a half, two and a half years ago, uh, that the first couple months, I was like, yeah, I can catch up on shit that I didn't do all these months. And then once like, you know, June and July hit, you start to, you know, I get really bad anxiety, Sammy. So it's, it was just, I didn't know what to do with myself once we hit the summer of 2020 and beyond. But aside from the music, did that time open up new things for you that you may not have discovered before about yourself? Something that you can take forward with you, you know? Well, uh, definitely. Like I'd say the biggest thing is actually that uh, in 2020, I started running, which completely kind of changed my life in that sense that i still do it every isn't it great day. though i, I love doing that too I, honestly it is because i used to hate it but in 2020 i was like well i have nothing better to do so i might as well try it and it became such a kind of essential part of my life and um it's something that i do every i mean i run 12 kilometers every single day and if i don't Holy i'm shit. a fucking nightmare to work with so um I, it, that was really like life-changing for me but i feel like other than that i mean it was yeah, like the same as you. I mean, the first couple of months was like, okay, it's going to be cool to kind of chill out for the first time in 10, 10 years. But after <laughs> that, it was like, how fucking long is this going to take? And, you know, I mean, obviously I can't say that we had it too bad because Finland is luckily one of the countries that we actually were able to play shows. Even in 2020, we had, I mean, not oh, a nice. lot, obviously. And they were kind of, they were socially distanced shows and whatever, but we did play a few shows and uh, 2021, we had a full, almost full length uh, festival summer and like things were obviously terrible, but they they could have been much worse. But uh, I mean, I feel like aside from that, 2021 was obviously just the year that completely fucking broke me, but that had nothing to do with the pandemic anymore. So I feel like if anything, probably 2020 was just kind of there were so many things lingering in my mind that just kind of fucking all of them just broke down in 2021 but 2020 still was fairly okay for me, to be honest. I just missed playing shows and missed seeing my friends. You know, as you're telling me about that, I remember now, I'm recalling, I, we've had Nilo from Insomnium and uh, Thomas from uh, Wolfheart on our show, and they were talking about how Finland's doing, you know, you guys were doing yeah, yeah. You know, better than us. I mean, at that, you know? No, no, definitely, definitely. Because like, there's, I mean, even countries right beside us were doing much worse. But I mean, here it was, it was kind of like, it was manageable. I mean, obviously the music industry is still suffering so badly from the fuck ups that everything happened uh, in the last two years with all the government bullshit and everything. But still, I mean, we were able to play shows, which in my books is already better than a lot of other countries. Do you prefer running in the cold or the hot weather? Are, <laughs> Come is that actually a fucking question? <laughs> Come in the I summer mean, and then get back even, to me on that. Dude, I get tattooed all year long and the summer is when I finally get to run with oh, shirt shit. and fucking show it off. No, I mean, but other than that also, I mean, because uh, I run literally even in December and January and I have to wear about three hoodies, three pairs of pants. Um, you know, I have to have a mat, like three masks oh, on and, yeah, a, and every it's, it's a whole thing. And then I'm all icy when I come back home. I hate it. Hate it. 
We'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to do, we'll have to do, uh, what'd be really cool is you come to Dallas, you and me run together and do an interview like that. As I'm asking you questions. <laughs> Dude, let's <laughs> do that. Cool. Let's do that. <laughs> that would because be cool. I am a, I am a hundred percent capable of talking normally when I run. I'm, I'm fucking proud of that because we, I've, we not, could, I've been we running could do so like a, intensely. We could do like a comedic sketch or something like where I'm like really tired. You just keep running. And you still Dude, talking, and, and I just keep, you know, something like Dude, 100%, the, off, the office show type of setting. That'd be really cool. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I went to film school, so I, I think about things like that. But <laughs> that's something. Oh yeah, dude. We'll, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Now, bro, let's get to the music, man. And yeah, you may want to drink all your coffee or whatever it is you're drinking because I have a lot <laughs> to say about this. Um, good, good. If the sky came down, uh, this dropped yesterday on Nuclear Blast Records. Nuclear Blast Records, right? Um, I yes. feel like this is a, a rebirth for you guys because, again, pe- people don't know, this is your first release with Nuclear Blast since 2016's Brain Dead, another great album. I know No Absolution in 2020 was released with Greybeard, but reuniting with Nuclear Blast, right? I, I feel like this needs to be mentioned. You're Absolutely. label mates, you know, label mates alongside, you know, some of my personal favorites, Behemoth right behind me, uh, Amaranth, Epica, Municipal Waste. Uh, Sammy, what's the feeling like kicking off this you know, this new chapter of the band, even with the revered label, like nuclear blast again, you know, like you're coming back. It's, it's like, everything's back the way it, in a way, in a sense that it should be right. Absolutely. And it's one of those things like in, in a way, nothing changed, but in a lot of ways, everything changed, but to the better, because I feel like it was, it was a beautiful thing. And, and it showed, uh, it showed um, like a passion and, it showed a passion for music back in 2016 when we decided that we're going to part ways for the next record. Because for us, it was just one of those things that we had re- released three records in a time span of about three years, yeah. which is really intense, honestly. And we toured a lot in Finland and abroad during that time. And, you know, both the band and the label, we felt like this is the perfect time for us to take as long as we need without any schedule to to write as much music as we need to and i mean we ended up writing probably about 60 or 70 songs during that time we we found a new producer we found a new co-writer and just everything changed and we kind of we figured out what this is all about again which is really cool because i feel like if we would have just rushed into writing a new record we might not be here anymore who knows yeah but uh the fact that we we took as much time as we needed for no absolution, and then we we kind of found ourselves again, or we found each other again with Nuclear Blast afterwards. You know, they they hit us up. We were like, hey, it's you know, how are you guys doing? How's blah blah blah? You know, we were talking, and then they were like, hey, by the way, your new record is great, and I feel like you guys, you know, you guys found what you were looking for with that break. And um, you know, now that we're back, it feels like now everyone knows exactly where we're heading. Everyone knows exactly what we're doing and what we want to accomplish together. And it, it feels like being back at home, to be honest. Shout out to Nuclear Blast and shout out to Eunice Parkinson because that's the co-writer. Hundred percent, hundred percent, man. And you guys found chemistry with that guy. Stick with that because holy shit, this album, right? Uh, I'm gonna repeat that here. This is the fifth album. Now, before we get into the core of this amazing record, I mean, the follow-up to 2020 No Absolution, I loved it then, I love it today. I went back and heard that along with the rest of the band's discography. You guys really have a, you especially, Sammy, uh, have a knack for incorporating sounds of, you know, uh, uh, groove metal, metalcore, new metal elements in your compositions. Honestly, I don't care about labeling you all in the end because the bottom line is, this is great music. You keep getting better and better with each release. I can hear in your vocals as well. Uh 
and dropping an so album, much. of course, doing a pandemic pandemic ridden year is is challenging. Yet people still loved it. But I'm rounding it out to this question here. You know, here we are, right, with this new album, with this new chapter for the band. Like I mentioned, rebirth. Even I, I feel like Lost Society is at its best right now, getting better. Actually, did you sense any any pressure for you, Sammy, when you decided to sit down and and write again for a new album, or even just a follow up? Because obviously dropping a record during the pandemic there's no protocol for it right mm. but did that ever seep into your head pressure well no actually i mean the 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 crazy thing i mean for for anyone obviously who knows the kind of background or the or the story behind the record will know that obviously this the the whole record was born out of out of tragedy out of trauma and out of just basically giving up in in a sense because the, the whole basis of when I started writing this record and compiling songs and writing lyrics and stuff, the idea was that this is going to be the last record I ever write because I was wow. literally in just the, I, I didn't know that it was humanly possible for myself to find myself in a place that I found myself, but there I was. And I, it felt like that's the last thing I can do because for me, you know, music has been always, it's been that outlet. And for me, it was like, you know what? I still have, a, I have some things to say. I have a lot to get off my chest. I have about 26 years worth of shit in my head that I have to get out there. And now I'm finally able to say that I'm not okay. And here's what happened. And, you know, I mean, the the last track on the record, Suffocating, that was 100% meant to be the last song I ever write. And here we I are. I love that song, you know, dude. Thank you so much. <laughs> such man. A, it's such too. a beautiful piano like closer. I, that was a song. I think that song. I'm I'm interrupting you, man. I'm so sorry. That song, no, I, that's no a song I think I repeated the most out of the entire album. It's it may Thank be you. my that's... second favorite next to Awake. Fucking love that song. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> no, but I mean, well, thank you, thank you so much. And and you know, I mean, it was. I feel like the whole idea of that being so kind of traumatic that time in my life and being such a fucking blur to me. It also, in a weird sense, kind of eliminated the pressure of writing the whole album. It's like we, I, I literally just didn't mm. care anymore. It was like, I want to write the best record ever. I don't care what anyone will say about doing this, 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 or this. It's like, I, because I feel, don't you agree that a human being is at, at their most honest point when they truly just don't give a fuck anymore. It's like at I, that I point, you're 100% uncensored. It's like you're you're fully giving everything that you have inside of you with no filter. And I feel, I feel like there's something really cool about that. Like, obviously, you know, to a certain extent, you don't hurt anyone and, or, or, or stuff like that. But when you're writing an album, it's like when you finally realize that no one else's opinion but your own matters, that's when you're going to be able to write a very honest album. And I feel like all of that together kind of eliminated all sort of pressure for this record. You know what's inspiring what you just told me? Yeah. As you're as you're telling me all that. It sounds cliche, but dude, case in point, write this album like it was the last album you've ever written. Dude, and, exactly. And, and, and look at you. You just came to me before we started this interview. You just listened to this album four times. You know, you're inspiring yourself to continue on. That, that that's an amazing thing. That cannot. I hope, you know, this is this podcast is going to be heard around the world, but I hope people out there can see this as an inspiration to keep going because I've been there, you know, everything that you're saying, hitting bottom and and not, you know, you really don't have anything to fucking lose. Like, I don't give a fuck. And then the product that you put out there, listen to everything that I just said about the album, for example, read the comments on social media. If you even if you don't believe me, because people are are back and forth. 
This is such a refreshing sound of metal. I can't believe I just discovered you guys. Oh my gosh, you guys were so amazing at Vakken. So on and so forth. I mean, look at the. I mean, do I need to go on? I mean, it, no, you, dude, I, it, there's it, a. You're... There's a purpose to what you're doing, and it really served as an inspiration to keep going, dude. You're gonna, I, I can't even wait till the next album you put out, dude. It's, I don't know how you're gonna <laughs> one up yourselves though, because you guys oh, really, shit. you know, <laughs> the bar is up here at this point, but yeah, it's like write your album like it's the last album you've ever written. You, you're, you're doing that, and you're seeing exactly from songs like, but go ahead. <laughs> no i mean no i mean you're we need you're the wings don't we? Like, we need the wings for this <laughs> no i mean you fully nailed it but i mean the fact that like that's what i've said to everyone thus far and that's what the truth is that writing and, and recording this record did save my life and the fact that like obviously you know I've, I've, I've been seeing a therapist for the last nine months we've been going through a lot of shit that i had in my head i'm feeling yeah. better now but i'm never going to be fully okay you know it's like it's not something that is ever fully cured but even now, you know, when I've had those, I, when I've had those kinds of urges in my head or I've had a shitty day and I think about that stuff again, even if I hear one person from somewhere around the world saying, oh my God, something that you wrote has saved me or has, has given me strength to carry on this day even, I'm like, well, you know what? Even though I fucking hate myself, I guess I can't be all bad if I've been able to do something like that. So you're you're absolutely right. It's like it's a it's kind of like a perfect circle that keeps on moving beautifully because even or by recording an album that was supposed to be my kind of farewell, now I'm able to kind of save myself by reading stuff that comes from what I did. It's like what, what, what did I say? Rebirth. Exactly, rebirth, right? Exactly, dude. It's, it's rebirth in so many ways. In so many ways. And that again makes me feel like all of this is like all of this is meant to happen. Again, a cliche, but I mean it makes you think that the universe is telling you something. That something makes sense. I also want to uh, mention, uh, first off, thank you for sharing about all the, the mental health. You know, it's so important. It's not bro, it's not easy to just sit out there in the open and just talk about how you're feeling. You, you can't just do that. I've been, exactly. you know, the fact that you were able to translate everything into a productive outlet, like the music that you're making. I mean, it really show, speaks as dividends. It's really showing the results. That's, that's what's important. I hope, I hope your therapy is going well, bro. I hope you're able to share the album with whoever you're, it is that you're talking to, because it's, it's in there. It's in the, like this, the last song. I mean, um, suffocating it i i felt that in your vocals when i mentioned how your vocals were just from uh, album one to album five like it's it's at the top like you really hear it on that last song and uh, i love that you shared it it really felt like a refreshing take on metal music i mean the genres of of, of thrash and the metalcore grew but with the twist of everything that you are it was catchy as hell by the way Earth shaking riffs and then the breakdowns. I love <laughs> the older I get, I, I I love breakdowns now more than ever. And you, <laughs> you guys incorporated so perfectly throughout this conversation. Also, the symphonic arrangements. I'm a violin player, so I really appreciated that. The symphonic arrangements you implemented into this. I love shit like that. And of course, based on the comments on social media, everyone else does too. As far as the music, Sammy, I wonder how much did things change from when you first started composing on if the sky came down to where you ended up finishing it, did a lot change in between? Did nothing change? Did you already have a specific idea from day one or did it just evolve well, no, into I, what it is? It's actually like uh, the, the current kind of team that we have when we, when we make songs, it's like, it's obviously the band and it's, and, and it's, it's Jonas who's co-writing yeah. and producing. 
And what I love about it is that he is also one of those producers who really gets the best out of you. And like an all right song is not fucking going to cut it. And this time around, once again, we wrote a lot of songs together, like a lot of songs. And what happens is you'll have a song. Then it's like, okay, this is cool. We'll put it somewhere. Then we'll listen to it in a couple of months. We'll be like, is this good enough to be on the record? We're like, yes or no. If it's a no, it might have a cool part on the on the song. Then we'll take it in. And, you know, after you've written just like about 60 songs, you're going to be like, okay, these ones sound like you, you'll know which songs are meant to be on the record. And, um, and, you know, after that, we'll have a couple of pre-production sessions, which means that we'll go through every one of those songs that was taken to the next stage. We'll go through every riff, every drum beat, every bass line, every vocal, obviously, and every lyric. And we'll just make it so that, you know, when you listen to it, there's not going to be one second of the song that feels like it's useless. It has to be perfect. And that's what I love about him. That's what I fucking, he's, he's honestly the most talented human being I've ever met in my life. And he's changing the Finnish music scene and, and the Finnish metal scene, you know, record by record. And I'm really excited that we're, that we found this thing because because ever since we started working together, it feels like I found a person who is like my counterpart. It's like in uh, simultaneously, we think about music in the same way, but in a different way. So we kind of, you know, we, we make a perfect whole. And I think that's fucking beautiful because I feel like nowadays there's too many bands who are just okay with things being just okay. It's like, no, you have to make the mm -hmm. best record always. It's like, if you if you've had your best record 10 years ago, you have to top it. You're not making a record that just lives off of the hype that you had 10 years ago. It's like you have to just you have to continuously keep on being better. Otherwise, what's the fucking point in any yeah. of this? And, and at the same time, evolving too within, within the music that yeah. create. And exactly. Uh, again, what, no what, one what, wants what, to listen to part two of the previous record. And then uh, what did I say earlier? R write this album like it was your last album ever, you know, and you did that. And uh, again, I don't mean it's like a broken record. It's I think it's, it's really coming in hand in hand. How many songs didn't make the cut, Sammy? Wow. There's <laughs> uh, I, honestly just like a few weeks ago on tour, I had a night where I was just listening to old demos. And honestly, it's wow. It's like probably 30, 40, 50. I, honestly, oh I don't know. God. But but to me, they're not besides they're not besides. <laughs> No, I even seasides. The, the thing is that when you kind of like this is what I was talking about a bit earlier also seamlessly goes into this that when you start playing a song live you kind of say goodbye to one era of your life. It's like that's the moment when one album cycle or one album kind of writing process is finally over. So in my head like if we have 30 or 40 songs left over from this record, they'll never be on the next record because they sound like the 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 kind of soundscape that we were dealing with during the last record and to me that's kind of like playing off old shit on a new record that doesn't sound like it's supposed to be there so to me it feels weird taking in kind of songs that didn't make the cut on one album and playing them off on the next one because you're it's essentially what you're telling people is that these songs were too shitty to be on this record but maybe they'll be better on this one it's like it doesn't work. It doesn't that, compute. <laughs> I feel like that makes the set list even more challenging now when you're actually trying to compile oh, yeah. the songs that you're going to play live. It's like, all right, what the fuck did we do here? We have we have like two albums we haven't toured with. Like, how are we going to do this? I don't know if that was exactly. more Hey, you got a tour coming up, Sammy. So I don't know. Maybe. No, maybe. I mean, it, 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 I'd, I'd be lying if I said it's too difficult because we 
we obviously will be playing so much of the new stuff that it that it's kind of easy to build a set list where because you have to like maybe some people kind of don't realize that when you're building a set list it also has to make sense it's like you can't just randomly pick songs after each other it has to make up for a good story for people to to it's kind like of a, see and it ha- like a movie it's like a, it's, yeah. yeah it's a movie it's a it's like a it's like making a record it has to have those ups and downs it's like you can't just do a full blast of of one and a half hours it's like if you're doing a support tour of 45 minutes or 40 minutes then it's okay that you kind of go pretty hard all the all you know show long but if you're doing one and a half hours of just blast beats no one's gonna fucking listen to it everyone's gonna be like ah, it was all right yeah. because if you're like it's it's the kind of paradox of, of if everything is all the time the best then nothing's the best so you have to have you know you have to have those ups and downs with slower stuff and and faster stuff, and for me it's been actually pretty easy to compile a good set list and you know we tested it out in rehearsals and it sounds fucking really good. Man, I I just can't wait till you guys come back here and do your thing here in Dallas. You know between oh, right between here. between writing and structuring songs and the production process like we just talked about. You know keep all this in mind as I'm asking this because I know we kind of briefly touched on it, but I I want to dive into this a little further because. I'm I'm a person who who pays attention to stuff like this, the lyricism throughout this album, right? And I'm gonna quote you here, Sammy. The bulk of it deals with you know portrayal of of how you see the world after you have come to terms with the fact that all hope has been lost. Man, oh man! I mean, uh, 112, for example, it's about which is the first song on the record, going through a period in time where you feel as though you keep waking up at the exact same time. Man, I, I I think I lived this at some point in the in uh, very recently, and then you have a song like "Awake," which is about uh, the beauty and what do we say, rebirth, right? And, and rising from uh, what you were sure would be the death of hope, especially at a time like today. I feel like it really resonates, you know, and I felt like a release for me listening to you talk about this the way you uh, expressed yourself on this album i began to think of the tangibles like a theme and messages to your music you, you know how important are themes to you sammy i feel like it's a big component of songwriting for a band like lost society right definitely and i i feel like it's I've always loved the idea of writing lyrics and lyrics in general, because ever since I was seven years old, that was when I heard Iron Maiden for the first time. And, (laughs) you know, being a seven year old kid who just started school and hearing someone scream beautifully, I'm not a prisoner, I'm a free man. Since then, I was like, that's fucking, that's so fucking. Like this song was made for me. Exactly. (laughs) And I love the feeling of being able to write a lyric that at the same time, is personal and is your own look of life but in a way that people that anyone is able to interpret it in their own way because like what i'm talking about is the essentially you know talking about rebirth talking about low points talking about wanting to fucking die it's something that has been talked about so many times in different in in different songs and different albums and everything mm. But no one has ever been me. No one has ever heard what I have to say about it. And I think that's the beauty in music and lyrics because you literally have 7 billion people around the world and you have 12 notes and you have a certain amount of vocabulary. Everyone is going to be telling their story in a whole different way based on how they see it or based on how they hear it. 
That's why music is so fucking cool because you're essentially, you're offered 7 billion different ways to tell one thing. And this is the way I tell it. This is the way I interpreted it. Wow. And that's, nice. I think there's something really cool about that. I've never actually thought of it that way. I'm quoting you on that one. Is that okay if I quote <laughs> you on that one? I'm going to keep Absolutely, that as good. Man. That's, Absolutely. no, I, I, I mentioned how it was a source of inspiration, right? I mean, that, that really helps me. Um, Sammy, uh, personal influences, music related or not. How often do you get to talk about them? Who are they? My, oh my God. My, my biggest at the, like, I'll, I'll tell you like the ones that got me into the whole thing. And then the ones that have been kind of running for the last couple of years, because like, well, I mean, the me reason I play music is Iron Maiden hundred percent. It's the first band I ever heard. And Love it's it. something that will always be so close to my heart. And, you know, going from there, it was uh, on to children of Bodom. And obviously Alexi was just the biggest influence and just, my biggest idol whoever was and you know because he taught me so much about music he taught yeah. me about the the work ethic of working in this whole thing and always keeping music number one and you know then you go to your you have your Panteras, you have your your megadeths you have your kisses you have your zeppelins you have the classic rock and hard rock and metal stuff but what I love is the fact that I've always had that other side of me that were that kind of lives hand in hand with that which is the fact that I love pop music, I love rap music, I love um, electronic stuff, I love EDM stuff, I, I love everything. It's like for me, the only two genres are music I like and I and music I don't like. Other than that, I really do not care. And you know, the stuff that I was listening to for the last couple of years was obviously all of that classic stuff because obviously my playlists are compiled of all of this. But things that changed my life in the last couple of years were Nine Inch Nails, um, the newest Halsey record, which I've listened to probably a, a million times by now, listened to a lot of Prodigy, listened to a lot of Limp Bizkit, Corn, stuff like that. So the last couple of years, I've been really kind of getting back to the the early metal stuff or like the rawness of what metal used to be before it was polished. Yeah. I love that. There's yeah. something so fucking cool about that because I feel like in 2022, a lot of metal has become too kind of everything's too polished. Everything is. And because of being too polished, it's become a household name. And when something becomes a household name, it's not dangerous anymore. And I feel like I, I fell in love with the, the little bit of danger that metal, metal music had in it. And I feel like if there's something that I want to do now, it's kind of bring back that raw nature of what metal was back in the day. And I feel like if the sky came down is, is it's phase one of that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a, a really a testament to your craft, Sammy. I, I love that you shared all that. You're seeing the smile on my face. Usually I know I'm drinking coffee out of Starbucks here. Usually I have my Spice Girls mug where I'm drinking coffee out of. I, I love the Spice Girls. I grew up on them. I got, oh, it, as yeah, a I got, I got it as a gag gift for my brother uh, last year. But like, people who don't know, I actually love I can quote that movie like from top to bottom. Anyway, we don't have to get into that right now. That's 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 another time. But um. Uh, I know we've covered a good amount of ground on this awesome conversation, bro. I mean, thank you for, again, sharing so much about, you know, who you're about and, and, and what lost society is all about, you know, representing Finland in the, in the form of display of art that you guys are, you know, and from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, which we've discussed about and performing for as long as you have and, and the people you met and work with during these, amazing records you know five uh, on count touring the growing fan base this goddamn pandemic your, your mental health it's it's 
it really is important to just just talk about it because your relationship with your bandmates, yourself, even the music in general, I'm excited to see, you know, where you go from here. You know, there's again, a level of inspiration in what you're doing. You're seeing results at the same time. I want to ask you this final question. Have your aspirations as a musician or hell as a human being, have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry? Like, do you see things differently today? Um, I see a lot of things differently for sure, but I feel like the biggest kind of difference from, uh, from 12 years ago to this day is the fact that I literally now have, or like not literally now, but in during these years, everyone who has ever said that one person or one band or one song can't change the world. I think they're wrong because I can, I feel like now more than ever, it's possible to actually make change in the world with what we're doing, which is pretty fucking cool. You know, whether it is a person who tells me or tells us that something we wrote has saved their life, whether it's us talking on social media about mental health, whether it's us on stage talking about fucking, you know, calling out people on being uh, fucking racist or homophobic or whatever. It's like, we actually have a platform and we've begun to understand that we can actually make a change. And I think that's really fucking cool because I think enough people in the world, uh, no, I mean, sorry, not enough people in the world understand who have millions or billions of followers on social media or whatever. They don't use their platform for what they could actually do on it. And I feel like I want to be one of yeah. those people who actually makes a difference because when you live in a world where no one talks about things that matter, how the fuck is anything ever going to change for the better? Man, I'm going to, I'm still a bit new to Instagram. Uh, let's give it another follow, bro, because it's, <laughs> I'm going to, dude, it's going to be great to keep up with what you're doing, man. And uh, I hope you keep doing what you're doing. Um, now, we are approaching the last part of our interview. You were waiting for this, weren't you? The surprise that I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, this is going to be great, dude. Uh, I, this is going to be great. I'm going to. You've never done this before. I guarantee you this is going to be great because we de we don't have the wings, but we have this. I'm going to do something called. All right. I'm going to do here. I'm going to do something called the hot seat. Hot seat. I'm going to see if you know the lyrics to your own songs. Are you up for that challenge? <laughs> oh, shit. OK, you, you talked about the lyrics, is, right? We're going to get positive. This is positive pressure on me because I pride myself on having a good memory. So we'll see what happens. And here, here's the thing. If anything, I'm going <laughs> to. He's he's in his zone right now, guys. I'm going to put you to the test here. I'm going to if anything, I'm making you rethink your set list. All right. So that's, that's the thing. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. <laughs> you up easy, I promise I may have some deep cuts in there. I may have some songs you've never sung live before in there. Well, we'll see. All right. Some of them are, Let's go. <laughs> I hand picked the song for you, so here we go. This is going to be great. All right. I'm going to read the lyric. You name the song. I think you got this, dude. Here we go. Should I even say the... I don't know if I need to read the whole lyrics. The first one should be easy. Buried alive beneath the skies that taught me to cry. No Awake. sign of light. Yeah. And here's the thing. I, I love reading it because it's like poetry. It's if you were, ju if you were just reading it. I'm going to finish reading it because it's beautiful. No sign oh. of light. It's like I'm blind, but I know it's not goodbye. I mean... Dude, it, it, that's just that's just one verse out of uh, a great song. Again, awake or, or suffocate. I can't. I can't. Okay, uh, that's from Sky. All right, you did good so far. All right, here we go. I'm not going in order. It's a cutthroat world slitting us apart. Tear, tear, tear it up. Continuous ending from the start. Rip, rip, rip it up. 
fuck your terms, raise hell with me, blaze. Rage me up! <laughs> like, come on! God damn, <laughs> I How many times did I just say it before you get it? <laughs> I'm like, do I have to keep going? Rip it up, tear it up, blaze it up? And then All We Need Is Anarchy. That's from Brain Dead 2016. That's a great hell song. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was looking at him, he was like, oh. I was like, no. hang on. I think that's <laughs> All right. familiar. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Yeah, here we go. Alright. I will breathe you into me. One last oh, time. prophecy. <laughs> From no absolution. One last time before I leave all this behind. Oh, you know what? I should have made you help me finish the lyric because. Dude, I thought that's what's gonna. That's. I thought that one, was what's yeah, gonna happen. Yeah. Because one last time before I leave all behind. If if I could if I could set myself free, would you kill all of what is left inside? This is my prophecy. Oh shit. He got it, he got it though. Alright, here we go. Moving on. Okay. Uh let me see if we get this one. Oh shit. Bombs away. Ready for the bell. All I gotta say is NWL. <laughs> Ready for the fight. Ready for tonight. Going till the last lights out. Problems coming right to me. Killing my reality. Going all in. All at stake. Tonight I'll make my last mistake. Oh, dude, this is, um, Brutal Awakening? Yeah, Brutal Awakening from Terror oh, Hungry. Yes, I got it. 2014. <laughs> that was, uh, that's actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think that, no, I'm not going to say it yet. I thought it was, but it's not, but I know. All right. Yeah, Brutal Awakening. <laughs> I was like, are you going to get that? See what I mean, though? When you read it, when you read it, as a, the way I'm reading it, it's, it gives it a whole different level of meaning, I feel like, you know? Yeah. You should go to like a <laughs> go to like a poetry open mic session and just read this. People are gonna be like, "Oh my god, yeah, those Dude, are my the lyrics." Whole fucking guys. Rob Flynn thing. He did that. He did that just, fucking slam poetry thing with this. Yeah, that, yeah, that's song. what I'm saying, dude. Do that. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, case in point. Check out this next one. Disconnected. I'm separated from all I have oh, ever into known. eternity. Yeah, from no absolution. <laughs> Another great song. Uh, I'm gonna finish it. We'll fade to nothing. I'm holding until it's gone. Need to breathe in. I need to fight away, fight my sins, and wash away what I've become. It's just you know, it's like you're reading a lullaby to someone. All right, next one, next one. Let's see if you got this one. I'm gonna. Should I even read? I wonder which one I should read. I lie awake here at 3 a.m. I'm just wondering. Oh, what this the, is. What the, fuck WL, man. the first song <laughs> off your first record, "Fast Loud Death" from 2013. Hell yeah. I'm just wondering what. Hey, dude, you know your songs. Listen, look, look at this. Takes me back. Well, I mean, I, I literally have a good memory. I'm really happy about that, at the moment at least. <laughs> yeah, out, out of all this, uh, oh, what's the cost? A deadbeat a dead me, but at least I'm but lost. But at least oh. I'm lost. <laughs> all right, all right. This next one, I'm just gonna say the, I'm gonna say four words. Hopefully I'm, hopefully I'm not butchering this. This is gonna be so hilarious. This is the last one. Eins, zwei, drei, vier. Hey, dude, actually, this one could be a lot. We, I have that in at least three songs. Oh, uh, shoot. I have that in at that least is, three that, songs. You're right, you're right. Uh, okay, I'm just going to say the year, 2016. Oh, 2016? Uh, okay, so wait, it's brain dead. Let me see. Um, was it on... Think, wait, think, before I say it, because I have to think about it. Was it... Um, 
Is it on Hangover Activator? Hangover Activator. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, which one should I read from him from this one? This is gonna be a good one. Yeah, I've, I've had a I've had a kind of obsession with saying stuff in German. Those are the only words I know. So <laughs> I, I I think about that and I think about the movie Cool Runnings when they're pushing the sled down the hill. That's what they yell. I'm like, what? <laughs> Anyway, I'm gonna give you round of. By the way, I remember when we were doing that when I sang or when I screamed that in that song. Our the the dude who was recording us and producing the record, Nino. He was like, "What the fuck did you just say? What word is that? I didn't understand." I was like, "I counted in German, man. What the fuck?" You should keep that as a theme, like going forward, like any other record. Just saying, just to throw people off. It'll be great. Man, I, I don't not? know. I don't know what. Uh, 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 what's his name? Jonas is gonna think he's like, okay, no, because <laughs> like, okay. he, he, he pushes, he pushes you guys. Yunus, a much love to you. All right, don't uh, you didn't hear from me. Um, but uh, Sammy, I'm gonna give you a round of applause. You did awesome. Uh, you know your own lyrics, man. That's good. <laughs> the pressure is all I off. have, man. It's all I have. But uh, <laughs> bro, man, uh, again, I want to just thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this, man. I, I want to ask you no thank you dude keep doing what you're doing there's a passion for what you do don't ever stop uh, i was gonna ask you if you have any like last words any any shout outs anything you like to plug in or mention as far as lost society and the new album i know you have that tour coming up uh maybe a new music video whatever you can i cannot say so <laughs> uh, the floor is yours well, honestly bro. i mean i just i want to thank you for taking the time for this honestly i had such a great time and i appreciate you taking the time to uh to to do this because i honestly love doing interviews i love talking about the record and talking about life and music what interview we didn't have an interview well I'm that's sorry. true i mean we just hung out <laughs> we just we needed just a couple of drinks great. and some wings and right that's all we're missing Dude, exactly except you're on the other but, side of the world and i'm here <laughs> yeah and we can switch whenever you want because this weather is killing me <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm down for that for now <laughs> <laughs> but uh no i honestly i want to say thank you just to every single person out there who has streamed the record bought the record who has even commented or shared our posts i it honestly all of it means so much to us and i hope all of our fans realize and know that we are nothing without them so thank you so much and hope to see you on tour somewhere close to you as soon as possible and uh the tour that you they're, they're gonna do with the uh, cryptic hatred uh you can follow them on their socials everyone uh, they'll have the tour dates on there i think that starts what next next week it starts next friday yeah next it's friday gonna be, uh, it's gonna be continuing for like it's going to be about two months because Finnish tours mean that you do weekend shows or from Wednesday to, to Saturday. So it's going okay. to be every week doing a couple of shows at least in, in minimum. And it's going to be really cool. It's going to be super extensive, a long set list, a cool set list. And yeah, it's going to be good times. Yeah. Make sure to catch them on tour and everyone who's listening. I mean, if you could do me and Sammy a favor, I mean, buy the record because the bands can't do it without your help. It really goes a long way. I'm, I'm old fashioned. Yeah. I, I, I have records like actual, like vinyls, cassettes, even if you guys are, Hell that yeah. uh, that's sitting in the corner of my room i mean uh i'm old-fashioned like that but this if the sky came down is out now on nuclear blast records uh this is sammy albano the amazing sammy from lost society uh check them out because they are an amazing band live um and don't forget you can listen to this podcast all major podcast streams out there check us out on interviewunderfire.com sammy much love brother um uh, nothing but uh peace and love and well wishes for you guys from from here on out have a great tour man be safe be healthy let's stay in touch i'll keep you posted once this episode drops so you can share it and then i will see you in dallas hopefully next Hell year yeah, man. so we can do the wings and uh vegan cauliflower wings let's do the vegan yes thing. let's go I'm, i'll I'm, make um, sure it's the last I'm at the show point. of the tour yeah, yeah. <laughs> last show of the tour and if, uh, i'd recommend doing it after the 
<laughs> after yes, the set. Absolutely. But, absolutely. but we'll figure it out. If, let's see if we can get... We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, thank I'll, you so I'll let much. You go all here. the best to you, yeah. dude. Let's stay in touch, all right? I'll talk to you later. Absolutely, man. Peace right. and love. Cheers. Bye-bye, brother. Bye-bye, man. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.